this is Chunky. Hi, it's Hank. Um, <laughs> this is the second recording, so it's like we're trying to remember everything behind the scenes. Junkie's computer exploded. So now you're getting a second intro. You don't even know it until I said it. Um, if you listened to the last episode or you have not, you will now know that today's episode will be focused around Mr. Miles Morales from Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man the video game, Spider-Man the movie, all the, all the Spider-Man things, Spider-Man books, comics, t-shirts toys everything uh but specifically we're going to be talking about his video game and before we jump into that i will let mr hank give you some background knowledge from the comic book world of the character's origins because i would safely assume that i think the majority of people know miles either from the video game and or into the spider-verse so Hank has a lot more prior knowledge and information that he can offer to you to kind of give you a more full picture of the character. So, bam. Yeah, Miles comes out of the Marvel Ultimate Universe, which was, like, supposed to be an attempt to modernize characters, and it's, like, with, like, Spider-Man starting in the early 2000s and stuff... But a lot of that stuff was just bad. Like, their version of the X-Men weren't... It, it's turned out to be, like, a government experiment instead of just mutation. Um, <laughs> their version of the Avengers was all fucked up because it's written by Mark Millar. It's more fascisty, <laughs> More government All my homies hate Mark Millar. <laughs> Fuck Mark Millar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me just jumping in when I have no knowledge of this man, but you know what? I trust Hank's judgment on comic book writers. So yeah. with now, if you listen to this podcast, you um, are now no longer a fan of his. Look in that in the let's let me put it this way in the in the Ultimate Universe, uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, brother and sister, were incestuous for no particular reason. And then, and like, uh, the wasp got eaten by the blob. Is he, like, an edgelord writer? Yes. Or... Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That's why I don't Great. like him. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, on Fair record enough. as hating comic book fans, also. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's in the right um, field. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> specifically dedicates the beginning of each comic yeah. he writes and like, to there, comic book there's fans. like strong rumors that all his early stuff that was actually good was actually written by grant morrison Ooh, ghostwriting drama too yeah who co-wrote stuff with him and kind of got him into comics in the first place hmm. so in the next and episode we will be interviewing <laughs> yeah. um but, but yes, yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. But the Spider-Man is... stuff was written by Brian Michael Bendis, and that stuff was all good. Like, yeah. the whole way through, it was all good. Like, Peter Parker had dumb hair at the beginning, but, like, it's those comics are good. Um, nice. And at a certain point, because they just... Like, they just kept trying to end the Ultimate Universe, but not pulling actually pulling the trigger on it for years... 
like where they pretended to kill Spider-Man but then didn't. Um, they, they fucked up the country, killed lots of people, became a bad setting <laughs> for stories. But um, mm. at some point, Peter Parker dies, it reveals to be Spider-Man saving Aunt May and Gwen, uh, nice. killed by the Green Goblin eventually. It, uh, it's kind of dumb because like he doesn't like really he, he kind of just gets blown up by a truck <laughs> um so then and like there's there's like there was a story ultimate fallout and uh in that a new spider-man shows up in like a like store costume spider-man outfit and mm-hmm. fighting a, i forget who's he's fighting the kangaroo and at the end of the that most comic, notorious Spider-Man villain. He, I mean, Kangaroo is great. He's a terrible <laughs> Spider-Man villain. C tier <laughs> Spider-Man villains, some of the best villains. No, I actually comics. do love the Spider-Man villains. They're all very endearing in some uh, way, yeah. shape, or form. Uh, yeah, but so at the end of that 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 short story in that issue, uh, that Spider-Man pulls off the mask, and that's the first time you see Miles' face. Dun, dun, um, and so I they, remember they the immediate blowback for it, like yeah. having a black Spider-Man, like because obviously um, I was not following comics to like kind of lead up to that discovery, but like I remember it was like huge um, outrage by certain like either comic book fans, but mostly kind of like from right wingish media sources that just we're not happy that yeah. Spider-Man was black. And like, for me, at least as like an outsider, like there's always kind of that outrage when characters get recasted as, you know, people of color. But like, for me, it was like, they had like the, even though their argument is really weak and I think it's dumb, like to the outside world, I even thought their argument was weaker than usual because the whole point of Spider-Man, like his ethos since the beginning of time, is that he is the everyday man. He is supposed to kind of represent the average person, the average New Yorker, the average kind of um, growing up experience for, I think, readers. So, like, it just made logical sense to me that it's like, yeah, like, there should be a black Spider-Man. Like, that's going to be more relevant and more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for more relevant, but also um, it just made sense. Like at the time, because I think that when I looked it up, yeah. the comic came out in like 2013 around then. And like, I think it was 2011. Okay. 2011. I will trust you more than my memory. Yeah, and, that was his first appearance. Was yeah. And it's like, that's like kind of before a lot of the, wave of kind of cultural critiquing around um those sort of social justice issues but still even then like it felt Um, appropriate and fine because it was spider-man and that's what spider-man does and also um just based off of you know comic book heroes dying a lot like there being different (laughs) versions too so it was like kind of a weird fake outrage thing but like i felt like that kind of proved why he was needed at the time, because it was kind of like, yeah, like, th- this just makes sense to me. Uh, Spider-Man of all superheroes should probably have 
you know, be recasted and be different, uh, show different perspectives of what an average lived experience is for different kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, being in, like, in the space, like, that, it wasn't new for, like, people saying, like, you just need more representation in comics. Like, you just need more. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, um, like, my go-to favorite like 2000s young teenage superhero or one of them and like was dc introduced jaime reyes as the third blue beetle in like 2006 and he was he's hispanic and he's from texas and he's great (laughs) it also set a precedent of like a teenage superhero who's just great and loves his family and tells his family he's a superhero and, like, there's a story where he gets, like, the villain, like, tries to tempt him with his ultimate power fantasy, and it turns him into a dentist. Because he's like, yo, <laughs> dentists, they make us all this money, they have to go to a vacation, I can pay off my family's mortgage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So he's, like, for, like, the the modern teenage superhero, he was kind of the model for me, so. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask Miles you, is just... that then... And, the and the most important in... thing... Mm-hmm. most important thing Sorry, for me continue. is just the comics were good. Like, yeah. that's the thing that matters the most to me, is... Were the, were the stories good? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, because, like, I think a lot of times people, you know, like, their argument is, oh, this character is just kind of shooed in, and, you know, it's just, you know, they're being carried or, like, being used as an excuse to maybe justify a poor story or something like that, yeah. but, like, oftentimes when i've seen that argument used and i just read the story or um in all different mediums not just comics but even books movies etc like i think a lot of times people can sometimes falsely correlate like stories being like one-to-one with their lived experience and being good because i think a lot of the times if you are like a white male like kind of your lived experience is kind of catered to in many different media and i think sometimes like if you don't you don't have like a kind of like an outside world perspective or or open to different things like people can interpret that as like oh this is just bad or fan servicey or you know you're you know sjw blah 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 and like like you're saying though like if the story is good like i think you have no problem relating to the character and as we're going to discuss with miles i think you and me are both huge fans of the character, the writing, everything that they did in the video game. Yeah. Um, but I was going to ask you, with the Blue Beetle specifically, kind of side tangent, when yeah. DC, I've watched like a couple of the DC animated movies. Was he the one like in Teen Titans and stuff? If you are aware of that, and if not, then... Probably, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would be. Okay. He's the only one who is teenaged. Okay. Um, okay. The earlier yeah, Blue then. Beetles don't have, like... Um, the first Blue Beetle is a Batman knockoff who attempted to strike fear and terror into the hearts of villains by dressing like the most terrifying creature, a Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. So he's a dude in a blue, like, jumpsuit. <laughs> 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 it's just a Batman knockoff. Um, and then Blue Beetle 2 is like, uh, he's more of a tech superhero. And and uh, Owlman from Watchmen is just mm-hmm. that's 
Ted Cord Blue Beetle. That's who that character is. Okay, because I was going to say, like, my knowledge of Blue Beetle then is, like, from those DC animated movies, and I think the Teen Titan ones, and, like, yeah. it's all about, like, the technology and, like, the actual Beetle, like, on his back and, like, doing shit. Yeah, and she, yeah the, you know. the, the Beetle, the Scarab being a th- real thing that was, like, part of this alien hive of, that's all from that series. <laughs> that nice. All was okay, in then I am a big fan of that character also. Yeah. I enjoyed him. Very he was much. in the first episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold, which is one of my favorite Batman cartoons. It's all about oh, really? teaming up with different heroes. Yeah, it's way more Silver Agey and way more comedic than, than other Batman shows, but it's really good. I will... See, I kind of dismissed that show, but you know what? Like, I, I think like when it came out, I was like into like edgy Batman phase, and I wanted every Batman to be edgy and da-da-da. <laughs> so, you know, I think with more time removed i probably would appreciate like that kind of original more different like you said silver age perspective on the character because yeah. i definitely feel like sometimes batman can kind of get shoehorned into um mm-hmm. one type there's one type of batman and then that's yeah. it you know and like um, the series that came before and after it uh the batman i did not like it all and then they did like they canceled Batman the Brave and the Bold to do a more serious one, and fucking nobody mm. watched it, and it, like, yeah. died on the vine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was tragic. It's tragic because the thing that, like, convinced them was they did, like, a serious episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold about, like, the death of his parents or whatever, and, like, people loved mm-hmm. it, so they're like, oh, we should do serious Batman again. It's like, no. It's like, no, we only wanted a little taste of that. <laughs> yeah. Little Batman spice. can be many things. Look, there's a musical episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold. <laughs> that felt wonderful. The Music Meister, voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling it to me. I, I'm convinced. I'm bought in. Uh, like some episodes are better than others, depending on who's in it. Also, it has the best version of Aquaman in any medium. Batman I, the Brave and the Bold. Really? Aquaman. He's the best. Because yes. I was going to say, like, I am a very big fan of the Aquaman and, um, what is it, Harley Quinn's cartoon on DC oh, I haven't, Universe. Yeah, I also, I haven't watched the Harley Quinn cartoon yet. So <gasps> we need to do that. Like, and by we, I mean you. And then I need to watch season two, because that is, like, on my queue list. That is, like, it was so good, I literally created a account for the free trial and, like, binge-watched season one and two days it is so funny and well written i think you would very much enjoy it because you are a big fan of comedy clever writing humor and it is all of those things and offers a very um refreshing viewpoint on all the characters and they're like not all taken seriously at all which is just great yeah i've just i've been burned by the modern versions of harley being terrible so. yes same and <laughs> i think you'll like this i really i i would i all i can say is that i was a big fan of it and like i um kind of let other people that i know like onto the show who aren't super hero fans but just fans of comedy and like they were all like this is good shit you know so i feel like they had to have done something right like it's just it's clever writing it's funny you like the characters like it's good stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think you would like. I can think of multiple different characters that you will get a kick out of. So, I recommend it. Um, we have wait did did you talk about the 
feed and in this one. I'm going to record we... a separate separate thing okay. before you put that in front. Don't worry about it. Okay. I ruined it. But I was going to say, <laughs> um, everyone hit up those lines and emails. Tell Hank to watch Harley Quinn. And then we could do an episode on it. Like, uh, and I say that as like I create probably like five stock accounts and email the account and be like, "Hey, that Harley Quinn, you gotta watch it, man." Uh, All unsubscribe. Um, but let's jump into um, the video game, Mister Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, Hank played yes. through all of it, and I'm assuming you did a hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't get okay. gold on every activity, but I did all of them. Yeah. Um, so, big thing. The big thing that sh- that I would say changed about Miles Morales' stuff in the adaptation, specifically, it starts with Into the Spider-Verse, and then this video game follows up on it, mm-hmm. is they keep changing stuff with his parents. So, okay. in the original comics... Jefferson Davis, not a police officer. Into the Spider-Verse makes that up, and then the video game doubles down on it and then kills him off screen. Or, okay. Or I don't, I don't even remember if he died in the original game or not. It's been too long. I think he did. Okay. I think he died in that game. Um, I'm pretty sure now. Uh, but yeah, he's not a... In the original, like, he has a backstory of almost becoming a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent with, like, stuff with his brother. Hmm. Yeah. But um, but he doesn't like he didn't. He just decided to have spend time with his family and stuff. Um, also, like in the game, Miles's mom uh, is a politician and was a school teacher. In the comics, she was a doctor. Oh, okay. And honestly, huh. like the one, so the. The one Miles comic I re- I've read that I didn't like was, or that did a thing I didn't like was when they they killed her off in the Ultimate Universe at some point. Ooh. Um. So I... then when when they re- when they moved Miles and Genki into the regular continuity as part of Secret at the end of Secret Wars, they br- they brought <laughs> her back too. They just resurrected Good. her. I enjoy um, her character being alive. <laughs> no, Big I fan. think Miles's parents should be alive. Like that's I just think that's better cuz I think one of the things that sets Miles apart from Peter is he's not motivated by personal family tragedy. He's mm. motivated by he's inspired by Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. he's just he doesn't have the thing where he's a an asshole and then has to learn a hard lesson about being a good person the way Peter does with Uncle Ben's yes. death. Like, Miles just saw Spider-Man die on TV and got happened to get spider powers and was like, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, totally. And, and he's a person who relies on his friends and family more for support than Peter kind of was yes. all doing things on That's his own. That's something I noticed, like, too. Like Definitely. those are those are the things I would say that really separate them. So it, when they take one of those away, I think it makes way more sense for Miles's parents to be alive and for them to know he's Spider-Man. Like that's mm-hmm. which again goes back to the why I thought part of what I liked about what how the they handled Jaime Reyes's introduction into comics was his parents just knew he was the Blue Beetle and it was fine. 
you didn't need that drama. Like I, mm-hmm. we we did plenty of years of characters hiding the teenage superheroes hiding their identity from their parents. Like in this world where superheroes are just a thing, like they can just know. They can just have an actual relationship with their parents. It's not all about lying to them. It's fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I was gonna say like I don't think um, besides the end game, like his dad being dead really didn't like affect the game storyline that much it was kind of just like something in the background like just kind of there so it didn't like um i don't think there would have been a big difference if he was alive or dead it was like 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 having him as a cop in like the first game i think was like it was more a way to start to try and integrate those characters into the plot that like Mm -hmm. like miles is in the first game but like he doesn't really have a point for being there other than that you know he smiles and he's gonna be mm-hmm. you're like waiting <laughs> for him to become spider-man uh like in yes. terms of like if you were just plotting out that game on its own you wouldn't you could cut him like he wasn't he's was just a side character of it yeah but, totally but yeah like it's like a cute like little you know foreshadowing of like uh yeah Easter there he is world building but <laughs> And like people desperate, there were people who desperately wanted Miles to be a like bigger part of the game. So mm-hmm. if that felt more like, like I just wanted uh, on this all this stuff. I just want more Miles. Just give me more, 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 yes. more, more. Not enough. Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> Not the satisfied. sentiment I walked away with. Like yeah. I am someone that. Um, Hank actually owns a PlayStation 4 and watch, you know, and uh, not watch, played the game. I am a lowly pleb and I watched um, Mr. Paul Flaxman play the game on his stream and he did 100%. So by, you know, the transitive property, I have also 100% the game. And that works, but sure. Wow, he'd have to call me out like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And I was going to say, when the game ended, because I'm sure we'll get into, like, the length of the game being probably, like, our least favorite thing about the game. Um, Miles is so fucking endearing, man. His whole family is endearing. I love his mom. I love his friends. I love him as a character. He's just so, like sweet and like big eyed and like you're just i i I don't know what it is about him but i'm just like you like instantly kind of get sucked into being like super invested in his success his downfalls him doing things and the game um for the length of time that it is like it's pretty solid about i didn't feel like there was too much filler content like besides like the side missions which obviously like are there for whatever reason like storyline missions like everything seemed pretty good in my opinion like i I didn't feel like there was any kind of unnecessary fluff added which at times i would have probably liked because i like the character so much it's like i don't even care if he does like a shitty thing in the story i don't i'm not interested in like the fact that he's doing it like Mm -hmm. is enough for me to be interested in it if that makes sense yeah like compared to the first game the big my big complaint i guess is Mm -hmm. the spec the scale is 
everything's shrunk down. Like, the length is shrunk down, but also you don't get some of the high-stakes stuff that the first game, spectacle stuff that the first game did. In terms of, like... Yes. Like, Peter fought the entire Sinister Six in the first game. Miles fights the Rhino. And I... (laughs) I may be the only one... But I'm not seeing the, what you're trying to say here. That those seem like one to one comparisons. Yeah, you just you have more, way more villains doing stuff, and like part of the the way the and like the interconnected nature of all that stuff is part of what makes Spider-Man villains so interesting because they're all such like petty crooks with actually not that much ambition. But because they they're all thwarted by Spider-Man, it like brings them together, yes, to form of something greater than themselves. And seeing that all play out is exciting, and yes. like has a has its own arc and so proper to it that goes beyond the normal like like supporting character interactions. Mm-hmm. Whereas the stuff in Miles's game, it's 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 more intimate it's more focused like it's more about his one friend who turns out to be a supervillain, which is in line with the last game like 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 peter and doc ock or dr octavius are close friends at the beginning of that game like by the end doc ock is trying to murder him <laughs> um so that's pretty similar yes but it's just on a different it's just on a different scale and like the game tries to focus on it's also just a weird thing of like you can tell this game is like built on another game because they would never make a map that big for a game that's focused on such a small part of it really mm-hmm. in terms of the story like the story is all focused on in Harlem but you can explore like all of lower Manhattan mm-hmm. and you have like side missions and stuff there but it's not you yeah, it's not like they would have build the game up. this way unless you already had it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They weren't gonna do those things unless it was just like already like an asset kind of readily available to them. Totally. Um, my only like guess, like yes, I would have liked to have seen more, but I feel like their ideas probably the fact that like Miles is like the future of spider-man right future of spider-man video games media kind of etc um along with like tom holland's peter parker but i feel like there is such a hunger for miles that like he has a lot more longevity and relevance to like a newer audience than peter does um and i think in their mind why are they going to quote-unquote kind of waste supervillains when it's like that can be the selling point for like the next game you know like miles is good enough to sell the video game by himself like yeah like just throw in rhino you, you can have rhino as a treat you know and um another thing that i thought of maybe is because this is like in the story this is miles's first time being kind of spider-man by himself without peter like it would kind of be insane if he had to like take on like the most iconic superheroes like while spider-man's on a two-week break like that seems like a lot for him to handle even though in the story he handles a lot and does a lot of things but i feel like i mean they want to build up to that moment of like the next video game miles and spider-man are together again and they have to take on 
XYZ iconic villain, and everyone's like, <gasps> you know, like yeah, Val get them. Amped. The whole the whole thing of Peter going on vacation feels really cheap. <laughs> oh, it is so cheap. <laughs> uh, so like there's like the other thing like uh, if like the higher the stakes get raised, the dumber that becomes. Also, so oh yeah, especially so, yeah. at the end game, I'm like, why is Peter not been called? Why is Peter not been called? Why is Peter not been called? The city's about to blow up. You need to. Get well, it's not even. It's here. not even about calling Peter. It's about like Peter figuring it out and just coming back because like. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like Peter kind of drops off, like by like the midpoint. Like I feel like that was kind of like the last phone call you kind of have with him. Like, oh, he's like, oh, if you need me, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, da da da. And then the stakes like increase twenty fold at least, and it's like, anytime Peter, anytime you want to call Miles, some words of wisdom or some like, hey, <laughs> I'm on yeah. my way home, and it just like doesn't, which is fine because I get it. They can't just have him come back and do the thing because then you know Miles doesn't prove himself. But it was definitely like yeah. a weird, out of character thing of just kind of like realistically peter would have been back by now yeah it, <laughs> like, it's just a weird dynamic of like usually there's a like in, in the original comic miles gets to be his own spider-man because peter's dead yes um in spider-verse his peter dies and you get old fat spider-man <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's just that's a that's a, a different dynamic when you know, you have a Spider-Man there, but he's fucking fat and washed. <laughs> Rather than, like, uh, you know, the Spider-Man you have in this game is, like, prime, in his primes, adult Spider-Man. Yeah, whatever. he's, like, I think only 24 in the game I saw, and Miles is 17. So it's, like, they're pretty comparable, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in age. It isn't, like, some big uh, kind of uh, handing over the crown yeah. moment or, you know, throne it's just like, no, they're both, like, kind of at their peak, like you said. Or, like, reaching it, in Miles' case. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, Peter, was... Peter, when he died in Ultimate, was also a teenager. He was also in oh. high school. So that was also a different... All those characters never met. Like, the first time Miles and Peter met was in... there was They did a, a special series called Spider-Men, where main universe... <laughs> It's, like, kind of the idea of where Into the Spider-Verse comes from, or starts, is Peter goes to the Ultimate Universe and meets Miles, and, and like, so all these people meet this Peter in a world, this older Peter in a world where Peter died as a teenager, like, not that long ago. So that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Also, yeah. hilariously, that's, that comic reveals that the Ultimate version of Mysterio is a robot being controlled by the main universe marvel Mis mysterio honestly that <laughs> i one i love mysterio and two it's just like with a character like that sure why not like with mysterio i'm kind of just like whatever yeah. shit you want to throw at me i'll buy it like yeah sure why yeah. not like mysterio <laughs> like... found a portal between worlds and he's like i'm gonna make money <laughs> i'm gonna become <laughs> Kingpin of this other world. Oh my god, uh, I love him. He, I just love like, all these Spider-Man, all the great Spider-Man builds. are just really, they're all just crooks. Not, they're not. Their ambition does not extend to like wanting to ruin the world. They just, they want to make money, and 
they hate Spider-Man because he stops them from doing it. And they're just so endearing is just the word I'll keep coming back to for the most part. Like they, they have a strong central gimmick. It's good, man. I, I love the villain. Many of them are animal themed. Um, was I was going to ask you, um, based off of your experience in the first game, you did not play the DLCs, correct? For the first game. No, I haven't played those yet. Okay, so then I'll just solely talk about first game experience then. What would you say were things that either, besides length, because I agree, like, I would have wanted it to be a longer game. Was there anything kind of in the game, game, uh, in the first game, gameplay-wise, that you wish was ported over to Miles? Or do you feel like kind of all the highlights or things that you wanted were there? I mean, they're basically the same game. Mm -hmm. um so some of it like in miles you're you're like you're strong some of the stronghold stuff or whatever you're like literally i i've fought a bunch of enemies here before (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like you're just reusing the same like all the kingpin tower stuff yeah those like sites that are under construction those are all reused Mm -hmm. um so some of it's just just that where you're doing the same kind of thing again Mm-hmm. um honestly miles's new powers are a lot of fun but like the venom, so much fun. the venom stuff I, that, is a lot of fun that venom stuff is like so freaking cool to me because i am like a sucker for any sort of superhero super villain etc that can control electricity or have like electric powers and even though it's like whatever the they call it you know in the game i you know, like I don't know, though, like if they refer to like like Trizzy or like he's conductible or whatever it is. Um, but I loved that shit. As soon as I saw him able to do that, I was like, holy shit, man! Like miles over Peter already in my mind, just because he can do that. Like that's sick. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. And then I was going to ask you, um, what if they. Do you one? Do you think they're going to do DLC for this game? And two, if they do, what would you like to see them do? I mean, I just want Spider-Man Two, where you can mm-hmm. play as Peter and Miles, and maybe other characters too. Um, I just want more. I want it to be bigger. I, I they they've been teasing the Green Goblin for a long time throughout. Yes. This stuff, and they haven't gotten to it yet. I want Venom. <laughs> oh my god that'd be sick symbiote stuff um i just want more 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 more. because like the thing the thing that makes the first game really good to me is part of part of it has to do with its length where you see all these strands of its soap opera of like the way the doc ock thing builds throughout the game Mm -hmm. to him eventually becoming doc ock and the way like the people that peter meets and are in his life that then and then how they turn to villainy to becoming super villains because of like the circumstances under which they're they're living and what they're trying to to do and how it all goes wrong for them how like they don't respect the responsibility that comes with power they receive or whatever like Mm -hmm. part of that it's just that spider-man works really well as an ongoing story that builds upon itself Yes, and you need enough time to be able to do that to really make totally. it sing. Yeah, and like when all those kind of different um, 
ongoing things clash together, that's what like makes such memorable moments. Like that's why the yeah. Sister Six and like what was going on in the first game did feel, in your words, like that spectic, right? Like because it was just all these kind of uh, fuses that were lit coming together, and it's like holy shit, bam! Like yeah. this is insane, and I agree with you. Um, I definitely would just rather have a Spider-Man 2. Like, the only thing I'm concerned about is, like, it took them, I'm assuming, like, a year or so to do Miles. So I'm guessing, like, reali- like I don't know what a realistic timeline would be for a second game where they probably want to increase well, the scope yeah. of things and, you know. I mean, when... <laughs> I don't know. It's more annoying because they're building this game on top of another game. So, like, theoretically, mm-hmm. a lot of the work is done for you. Yes. Um, so why couldn't you make a longer thing? Uh, but, but <laughs> That's a fair point. But, like, in point. terms of Sony's video game production, this is very similar to what they did with Inchar- Uncharted Lost Legacy, where they put out uh, a smaller Uncharted game about uh, two of the female characters. I forget their fucking names. Because I don't yeah, play same. those games. No, um, it's fine. Budget no title. Part of the problem is because this comes out as a PS5 game, and they increase the price on PS5 games. Mm-hmm. Like Lost Legacy was a forty dollar game, whereas Miles is a fifty dollar game because they bumped up the price of everything on PS5 by ten bucks. Mm-hmm. So full price games are seventy, and reduced price games are fifty instead of forty. So it, this comes in a lot closer to the price of that original Spider-Man game while being smaller. Yes. So that that's, doesn't feel as good. I agree. It, it just circumstances have, have led to that being feeling much uh, a bit worse or whatever. Cause really no. this is just mm-hmm. like more DLC that's standalone or whatever. Yeah. Like really, it feels really like it's, a it's DLC for ex- that first game like an extended pack or whatever like it's like a yeah. bit more than i guess an average dlc but it totally um i was thinking like for the second game like if i could get it sooner if they like keep the same environments and stuff i'm kind of okay with that do you agree or no would you rather see different you know things going on with the environment and the city and i mean ultimately I don't care because, like, what I want is a good game, and video mm-hmm. games are fucking hard. So it's hard for me to get too nitpicky with, like, what I want beforehand. It's yes. like, I just want it to end up being good. <laughs> At the end of the day, whatever compromises they, they have to make, is they're, it's going to be because of whatever comes up during production or whatever. And uh, I just hope the end product is good. <laughs> totally. As much and... as anything. I would say, like, as someone that's new to Miles, like, even, like, you know, you're much more um, well-versed in, but I'm, joke, Spider-Verse first. Um, (laughs) You're much more well-versed in the character and everything. Like, it's very interesting that you and I both kind of walked away still with that hunger and lust for more Miles content. And I think, like, the fact that the game was so short, like, feels sort of intentional like this felt like just an appetizer of a game it doesn't feel like an experience it's just kind of like here's a bit and now you are more excited for spider-man 2 than you you know 
even more excited, which, uh, like, like, it, like if that game comes out and like, you know, kind of our dreams happen where it's, you know, venom and higher stakes and all this sort of things. Like for me, it could be a system seller. If it is like the length, like similar length of the first one and or longer, um, I totally see that game being a system seller, but like, God, like they did so many things right. I guess like you, do you have like kind of like overall concluding thoughts? Cause I guess mine would be, um, I loved, you know, all the characters. I loved even like the side characters, like that girl, um, that's deaf and is the graffiti artist. Like I loved their cute little interactions. And when she gives him the winter suit, like that's really cute and special. I love how much Miles, like you can tell, loves the city, loves the people. I love his relationship dynamic with Tinkerer, with his friends, with his mom. Um, like the the game just it, the, him and the game just have so much heart that like you can't help but like kind of walk away feeling happy. At least for me, like I felt like such a joy experiencing that game and then when it was over it was such like a crash of like <sighs> come on man like <laughs> 20 2020 i think for everyone has been pretty rough and like this was such a good escape and escapist media like i feel like kind of had a hard time this year like balancing either being like you know tone deaf that they weren't talking about certain things or not and i've seen that like in music movies tv shows like current tv shows like almost everything is talking about freaking covid and it's like just sometimes i just want to be able to escape to a world buy into the characters buy into the story and it was just so so good and i think for me at least if this if 2020 wasn't the year that it was i would still enjoy this game like from an objective standpoint, but because of everything, like that experience for me was so much more valuable of like, Oh my God, a game that just completely sucks me in, please. Like I want more, like, <laughs> like give me more of those video games. And especially cause it's realistic. Like it's in New York, things happen. It's like, Oh my God, the future of like normalcy, I think was a big selling point for me too of just like oh my god escaping to a video game where the world's normal feels good man except for you know super villains and radio reactive things the fact that New York is constantly but... blowing up <laughs> yes but you know what not, Besides, not <laughs> if you just cover up that stuff Fucking um i loved it explosion are they what a nightmare I, I loved that it. would be <laughs> Um, so, and then I guess like, like, so those were my positives. And then I guess like for the negatives, again, it was like the length, um, definitely felt like too short. Like I wanted like almost like, I, I could have dealt like for at least double length of the story missions. Like I felt like, um, a different story arc could have maybe happened or taken place. I, I liked the villains that were there. Like Rhino is yeah. obviously like kind of a meme. Um, yeah. but they Tinkerer, the... I enjoyed yeah, and they had to do the the Prowler stuff with Uncle Aaron because that's like super core to Miles' his story. Like, totally that happens pretty early in his his run of comics, where you find out his uncle is the Prowler. I enjoyed him. Um, I enjoyed their dynamic for the most part. So, and then I was gonna say, yeah. what are your kind of 
overall thoughts, positive, negatives, kind of takeaway or memorable moments? I mean, I just really enjoyed it. I just li- mm-hmm. I like Miles. I just like Spider-Man stuff. Like, I like that other game, so I like this game because it was like that game mm-hmm. in a large extent. Um, totally. And, you know, I some of these characters, like, I probably even project onto them more than maybe what's even there just because I like them from other stuff like Genki and uh, Miles' mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but my one of my big nitpicks has to do with like a lot of adaptations of comic book superhero stuff, mm-hmm. and it's the way they like link. They want to link that stuff to police and the military, um, in a way that like isn't true generally in the main continuity. It was more true of the Avengers in Ultimates, which I don't fucking like. <laughs> um, but yeah, like turning Miles' dad into a cop. The way, the first game was really bad about this because Spider-Man was always talking to Officer Yuri. And it like sometimes it felt like he was setting he was just always like setting up bot networks for the cops to watch people. <laughs> like it was just like it, <sighs> This is, he's a little too linked to the police officers. It just doesn't feel right. I'm like used to 90s Spider-Man where the cops are all Spider-Man's wanted by the police and yeah, he's kind of just accepted. Down. Like yeah, like here he is. Yeah, it's just <laughs> weird. It's just a it weird dynamic weird. that I'm not I'm not thrilled about. <laughs> so in well, because like it's different. Yeah. Be- like and like. I wanted to check out um, the most recent, like, Spider-Man cartoon uh, because mm-hmm. there's, uh, like, a whole season of it that's, like, Maximum Venom. <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I love yes. all things Venom. But, and then, like, and there was just, like, this part in the first episode of, like, Spider-Man and a cop. And I'm just like, why is this, why is this here in this first episode? It's just, like, makes it's just weird no i agree i i think that is a really uh, good point i kind of and i and i glanced over there's plenty of other stuff in that show i didn't love how it felt it looked in terms of animation but i don't know that stuff you... is like background radiation in this stuff and it just like it's it's oh it just always it weirds me out and i wish it weren't there <laughs> Mm-hmm. no totally i think that's actually a really good point i kind of just like glanced over it definitely um it definitely kind of removes some of the tension in like the atmosphere of the game like if i had kind of that background knowledge of like the cops being after you or like it it all kind of felt very kumbaya like oh hey like superman not superman spider-man kind of gets to do whatever he wants and we're all fine and chill with it um the only person that's kind of anti him is jj which side point i love like i don't think i can stress enough how much i adore and love the adaptation they have done to modernize him as like a far right wing radio talk host podcaster and like it is just like the perfect way to modernize that character and just the lines 
the like i loved that so much and definitely like one of my favorite moments was like when he challenges the other podcaster to a debate and then they have the debate and it's just like uh like it just peak political like twitter kind of comedy and like there are no up, like, good optics to destroying a child <laughs> Like, it just, it's so self-aware and tongue-in-cheek, and I just, I could not get enough of that. Lines like, are open I for callers. It. It, they're, they're open. <laughs> yeah, I was saying they open any callers. <laughs> it's just, it's so good, man. I'm yeah. I'm a sucker for that shit. Look, um, my favorite J. Jonah Jameson moment is when he throws his shoe out the window at Spider-Man, and then blame spider-man for making him throw his shoe out the window <laughs> that was a 50 dollars <laughs> pair of shoes what the hell and like it's so good 70s just, or whatever i love him um but back to your original point of like the police kind of relationship i i agree like i think that's a really good point that i didn't consider and i guess it's like with miles i guess it's like even more kind of weird ish for me personally, because I feel like in the kind of current time period where there's a lot of um, people kind of having their awakening about racial injustice, police brutality, et cetera, it kind of feels like it's a missed opportunity for there to be a compelling story there or a compelling dynamic or like uh, teachable moments there you know what i mean like i feel like there's so much untapped potential with that possible storyline and it's kind of just not there which feels like it feels like a really kind of well it's also like yeah it's just kind of weird for a game that's all about community it's weird that miles is married to a politician who literally just moved to the place she's running for Mm. like they're not from, like, they literally just moved there. They don't yeah. know it, anyone yet, in Harlem. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's, and she's, like, the wife of a dead, of a police officer, and, like, how that would influence the politics. Like, it's just weird. And, and that stuff's all put on to this game. Like, that stuff isn't there originally. Mm. They made yes. a choice to put yes. that stuff there. And like fucking why? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I'm definitely like, you know what? Fuck this game, actually. <laughs> no, 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 it's like it. It's nitpicky, but it's also like I don't fucking even think why. it's nitpicky anymore. I think that's just like that's a solid point. Like, no, am I gonna like? I hate the game. No, but like that's a really solid point. I think moving forward that they can learn from. Like, like there's so much untapped potential there. That's kind of like what I get frustrated with. Like, there's so many possible storylines or character development that miles and peter could you know learn from each other like learn their different perspectives of how you know a black teenager is treated in your compared to a white teenager like um they're just not gonna do that in a video game just not gamers tm would probably be you know my politics they're like they're like they're doing what they feel comfortable and safe for doing which is yeah. like having a poster that says Black Lives Matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. like ta-da! Like every yeah. corporate, you like, know, yeah, bullshit. They're that still they did. making it safe, but so. Which is like <sighs> yeah. the big thing about adaptations of comic books. They 
those always seem like they have to play it safer than comic books because fucking not as many people read comic books so writers can get away with more like even when they can't get away with stuff they can get away with more than like yeah. these these higher budget adaptation projects that have more corporate oversight or whatever mm-hmm. yeah like it has to be and just you know and or less not... like the vision of us of like a single writer and artist team or whatever and just like how much blowback there is for like minimal either representation quote-unquote yeah. political talk and stuff like that and like, like that's yeah, what, like that's just a pet peeve of mine is like when people the bare mm, minimum sorry. of introducing a black spider-man and people then you have all people freaking out it's uh-huh. like yeah. it's not a big deal guys it's not like, a big deal no and like i think what i was gonna say is like um the fact that people like I think that like a pet peeve for me personally is like when things are politicized and people don't consider it political because it's so normalized. So for example, like people are like, oh, why are all my video games politicized? But like they play Call of Duty and it's like, do you, do you like, <laughs> it, it, like, you know, like it put like there's uh, a yeah, huge section I mean, of like gamers TM that like, yeah, everything in there is normal because it just I has mean, become so standardized of, you know, warfare you know imperialism all those sort of things like they don't seem political but social issues are so like oh my god how or even not even social issues when um that far cry game like was killing nazis people are like this is political and the guy's like well what's political about killing nazis it's like god God damn it (laughs) well i mean ubisoft was the has been the worst about saying their games are not political when they're Uh like Here's this game about sending a paramilitary group into Colombia to just murder everyone. Uh-huh. No, that's not political. <laughs> this like and this version of Colombia that is like just all drug lords. <laughs> nope, not political. Not, not political at all. No, but if there's a lesbian in my video <laughs> like... game, Hank. Mm-mm. Don't you fucking dare. Like, yeah. If you're about like weird political conspiracies, uh, maybe you're political. I don't. Fucking. Of course, I, it's just so fucking stupid. I hate that I just way... cater to. I feel like it. Like the problem would be so much like less volatile if it just wasn't catered to so much. Like there'll be like a small subsection, and it's just like everyone has to like flip tables to please them and just like no like the average person doesn't care like the average person just wants good storytelling and i feel like from the perspective of there being more kind of black lives matter storylines and police dynamics police brutality black teenage lived experience versus white teenage like that is just good storytelling material that they're choosing like you said it's a choice because it's not from the canon they're choosing not to engage with and kind of wash over with oh well it's a black spider-man but you know his dad's a cop so it kind of like defuses it a little like oh it's not going to be political don't worry you know like and like the fact that his mom's like a politician it's like what like her her campaign was just like rocks on bad vote for me like there's no kind of political storyline intertwined in that and it was kind of like that's another missed opportunity where Hey, someone that maybe just, is, is again isn't like Hispanic or black. Yeah, 
They had a room. It was it was fine. And they put a chair in the middle of the room. And they're like, but don't sit in that chair. <laughs> yeah. So, like I don't know. It's, it's just, there. It's very um no surface level. It's very chair. surface level with its uh it's just it's it can it it can be something you overlook, but if it's just once I see it, like it's like fucking but why though <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like you can't like once you notice it you can't help but like focus in on it and i think you brought a really yeah. good point with that that black lives matter mural it's like yep enough activism for us today and i think maybe some people could possibly argue uh well spider-man you know political blah blah but like i'm just coming at it from an angle of like good storytelling that is being left on the table yeah. because they're too timid to engage in it and especially in a time period again with yeah. a mean, lot of racial awakening yeah. and stuff with that like it just there's so much untapped storytelling potential that i feel like could make miles's character so much more dynamic and could also be such a good vehicle to educate maybe a younger audience or you know people our age about these sort of issues in a way that's palatable to them because we love Miles so much. So if something happens to Miles or his lived experience, we're like, oh, you know what I mean? Which sucks because, you know, unfortunately as humans, until it happens to us or someone we care about, we tend to not give a shit. But I don't know. I'm glad you brought that point, though. I really am. That's a really solid point. One of my favorite things about Miles is that it's not a bit motivated by personal tragedy. He's just a good person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he saw another good person and wanted to do more with yeah. what what he had. Um, and I just I just really like that. But yeah, yeah. like again, like the, the the way corporations handle that stuff, it's they're like trying to motivate to tap into a underserved market because. They know that the, those will be more, you know, um, ravenous and loyal if they do or whatever. They'll they'll spend more money. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah, be more totally. motivated. But they don't want they don't want any of the they don't want to actually do the legwork of yeah, like they don't want to do anything real yeah. or things like just speaking yeah. as my it's like as a, a football man, team like, put the printing out a mm-hmm. yeah, sorry like a you, a football team printing out a, a pride. Uniform yes, exactly. I must say, every corporation <laughs> come June, everyone has yeah. a pride logo. And then, as soon as July first strikes, up oh, back to normal. We did it. We sold our pride collection. We had our pride logo. And gay homophobia has been solved. And it just, yeah. it just, you leave you with such a bad, yucky yeah. feeling of just. That's what they. Oh, they always <sighs> want. They want like, what's the way we can do this that doesn't involve us doing anything? <laughs> Yeah, like the facade of progress, or the, it's like you know that meme yeah. of um, like a drone strike pilot being a woman. It's like yeah, progress. It's like now there's still the core issue of <laughs> you going over and killing people, <laughs> similar to you know the, going into that South American village and raiding. It's like oh well, that isn't pol- that isn't political. But if the main character, I'm sure, was like a trans woman or something, then it's like ah, that's it. <laughs> Get your politics out of my video games. Um, <laughs> That was a very, I love that side kind of tangent we went on. That's really good shit. Um, but we should probably conclude. Do we have anything that we want to talk about or, you know, lead into the next episode? Or you're good. Yeah, I have no idea. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea either. That's the whole point. Um, hopefully, you guys all enjoy this. Uh, if you had to give the game a rating, because people like numbers and I like numbers, what would you give Miles' game? I would give it like an 8.5 out of 10. I enjoyed it, but I wanted more, and it did not deliver. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. Probably an 8. I wish it ran hmm. better on PS4. Yeah, I never had it crash thing. the way Paul did multiple yeah. times. Never actually crashed on me, but but it did like occasionally hard hitch, mm. and then I it like while it was lo- it will have to like load in. It was while I was swinging through the city because I think they optimized it. They got by with like it ran okay if you stayed in Harlem, but as you started swinging across more of the city and loading in more assets. The mm-hmm. game started to, uh, yeah, it did not ha- had did more not like stuff that. stored in memory. It would start to chug. Like I, I put it on suspend and then came back and it like the frame was just bad. Like it just played bad. I had to reset my mm-hmm. PS4. And then it was better. And also yeah. like the final, the final fights uh, were kind of a mess with all the the effects and particles. Yeah, and that like was kind of hard to follow at times. Yeah, no. Like it, it felt was, excessive. I would, use, I would use my venom dash and just like I, mm-hmm. I assume things are happening. <laughs> I think I'm winning. Yeah. Um. But um. I. But we, also, like this game is so short, I can't justify spending seven hundred dollars on it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's why I'm like the second one could be a system seller for me. It could. Yeah. Like if they really go all out, it's like I want to experience that. And... I give it a year. Still, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So mm. if they put out part two of that only on PS5, that's You're a system in. seller. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, we love you all. Stay safe, healthy, hydrated. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us questions and/or topics and/or things you want to hear our opinions of at. Heartscreampodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow our, how would I phrase it? Like, follow our podcast feed without doing Salt Circle, you can go to uh, anchor.fm slash heartscream. You can find the, uh, the RSS feed there, which you can put that into your podcasting app to. Do it, and I'm gonna start populating that onto the other feeds, like Hell yeah. uh, as as soon as possible. I've already submitted it to Apple, but I don't know if it's on there yet. It, I think it's already on Spotify. So Spotify should actually already be good to go because they're they're quick, whereas Apple takes a while to verify. Mm-hmm. Apple has to make sure we didn't talk shit about them. I don't know. There's, there's no known. Look, I put I put an explicit tag on it, so oh, so they're like we're 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 able to curse. Got it. You can say poop. Love it. (laughs) Shit. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. See you next episode. Lovely people. Bye.